Hi, I'm Josh Shearer and I serve as the lead pastor here at Gawley Uniting Church. I wanted to personally thank you for joining us today. We exist as a church to see lives transformed with the good news of Jesus. Now, I hope this service inspires you. I hope it blesses you. I hope it builds your faith and I hope it gives you perspective that God is moving in your life. If there is anything that we can do to help you, don't be afraid to reach out on social media or email our office. Thanks for joining us again and let's get to the service. Well, good morning everyone. Um, I'm just sitting down today because I've not been well for the past week, so just to help, I'm just going to be sitting today. Um, I want to say it's an honour to be bringing you guys all the word, uh, whether you're here in the room at the moment, watching online with us presently or sometime in the future. Uh, so for anyone who doesn't know me, my name is Emily Cromie. I have to say as a newlywed, it still feels really weird saying that, um, but that is my name now. <laughs> um, and I've been attending Gawley Uniting Church for I think six years, it might be longer, give or take. Um, but yeah, so we've been working our way through a series called Paper Wolves. As we move on from one year to the next, there are things that are worth carrying with us, but there are also things that we should leave behind. And excuses are one of the things that should be abandoned and left behind. We have been exploring moving beyond the excuses that hold us back. In the first week, we heard from Andy Stanley, who discussed that whether fueled by fear, insecurity, or a past event, many of us construct a paper wall of excuses that holds us back because the wall seems to be impenetrable, but it's not. And last week, Daryl spoke that it's true that God loves us just the way we are, but he loves us too much to leave us that way. If you've missed out on either of the previous week's messages, I highly recommend heading over to the Gawley Uniting Church's Facebook page, YouTube channel or podcast to catch up. This week we'll be exploring the big idea that if you can't see that you're wrong, you'll be wrong your entire life. But before we jump to the message, I'd like if you could join with me in prayer, please. Lord, thank you for the opportunity to speak from your word. Let the words I speak be your words. Let me be the vessel you use for your voice to be heard. Let us all have open hearts and open ears to hear what you're speaking to us today. In Jesus' name, amen. So... At some stage of life, we will find that we begin lying to ourselves. And we lie about all sorts of things. We lie about our eating habits, our relationships, exercises, our routines, our careers. We lie about how we use our time, our work habits, and other habits in general. And it's something we all do. I know that personally, I'm a shocker when it comes to being honest with myself about eating and exercising habits. But the thing is, we don't call them lies. And we don't even call them excuses, which is what they are. We call them reasons. For example, 
the reason I didn't do my exercise program today is because I went to the horses. And while I may have been a little bit physically active, I know that my exercise program uses a whole different set of muscle groups. Or the reason I didn't get the housework done is because I was too busy doing other stuff. Side note, that other stuff is usually scrolling through social media, getting lost in a story or a computer game. Or I didn't eat healthy today because I was just too busy and unhealthy food was more convenient. We justify our excuses with a, we just, sorry, we justify our reasons with a because, and we can't help it. It's all part of our human nature. But the thing is, our list of becauses becomes our line of defense. They become our security blankets of sorts. Our excuses become something to hide behind, and we find we can miss out on things on the other side of the wall because we don't want to step out from the comfort zone our wall of excuses offers us. I like watching a lot of films, and in the film Frozen, we see that Elsa's fear locks her, locks her away, and she has a whole list of reasons why it is better for her to hide. But she also misses out on so much. She becomes fearful and lets her becauses lock her away and control her life. And the same thing can happen to us. When we let our becauses become our line of defense, they take control of our life. They become our master. They dictate every action we take. And sadly, when exercise, oh, exercises, excuses, sorry, can't read today apparently. When our excuses rule, we end up with an inability to follow Jesus. In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus is clear that one person can only have one master. In verse 24, Jesus uses the example of money, but it's true in everything. We can only let one thing control our lives, whether it be God or money, our career, our family, or our excuses. And when our excuses control our lives, we live in a darkness. But good news because Jesus came to lead people out of the darkness. But it's difficult to follow Jesus out of the darkness because the darkness is comfortable. In the darkness, our vulnerabilities, our fears and insecurities are hidden away. And this can make the light seem frightening because when we step into the light, our vulnerabilities suddenly become on display. But when we face our vulnerabilities, when we stare down our excuses, we become liberated. Because while lies hold us back, the truth can set us free. In John chapter 8, verse 12, it reads, When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in the darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus came to lead people out of the darkness, but in order to leave the darkness, we need to be able to follow Jesus. And it's important to note that follow does not mean admire or believe. Admiring or believing someone can be passive with no action required. To follow someone, on the other hand, though, requires commitment. 
and it requires the willingness to be transformed. Because when we follow Jesus, we um, have the choice to allow him to transform us. And because when we allow him to transform us, we're suddenly able to see ourselves the way that God sees us. We can see the potential in us that God can see. We can see our family and friends the way God sees our family and friends. And we become able to see God for who he really is. And there's a song I love called Kaleidoscope by Urban Rescue. And I have found it really interesting over the past week or so that it's kept popping up on my randomised playlist. Um, And because part of the chorus has become a prayer that I often pray, and it goes, I want to see what you see. Come and rearrange me. Let your love be my kaleidoscope. Change me from the inside. Show me what it looks like. Let your love be my kaleidoscope. And to me, this captures the very basic transformation we need to be an effective follower of Jesus. And it also captures what it means to follow Jesus. To follow Jesus means to see everything from the perspective of God's love. And as we lead later in John chapter 8, in verses 31 and 32, we see that in following Jesus, we can be set free. John chapter 8, verses 32 and 31, sorry, and 32. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. What Jesus is essentially saying here is, if you follow me and you let yourself be transformed by me, then you will know the truth and you'll be free. And to me, that sounds pretty amazing. Sounds pretty good. But to the Jews, their response was, we are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? They respond with an excuse. And also, as we look back over the Old Testament, we know that Abraham's descendants have been slaves many, many times. In fact, the first 15 chapters of Exodus, the second book of the Bible, tells the story of Israel's, that is, Abraham's descendants, escape from Egyptian slavery. And later, Israel falls slaves to many other nations, including Babylonia and Assyria, just to name a couple. And even if they hadn't been slaves in any of these contexts, if we look at where this conversation took place, the Jews were under a Roman occupation. And the Roman authorities had a pretty big say in what they could and couldn't do. They were captive to what Rome dictated. So... Jesus could have responded by telling them all about their nation's history, which they would have known, but instead he simply replies, very truly I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Jesus tells the Jews about their personal history because whether they would openly admit it or not, they all knew they were sinners and therefore captive to sin. And the same goes for us too. But Jesus doesn't just leave it there because he goes on to say, Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. 
So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. And I love the hope that is in Jesus' response. There's the differentiation between a slave only being a temporary member of a family while the Son is an eternal member. And the Son has the power to set that person free. And the Son sets us free beyond the excuses and the paper wall we construct. Jesus frees us by allowing us to call out our excuses and move through them in pursuit of him. And in that pursuit, we leave the darkness and we can enter the light. Jesus leads us to the place where we can acknowledge our fears and insecurities when we, if we let him. And when we can acknowledge our fears and insecurities, we're then able to engage with others. Paper walls prevent us from being able to engage with other people. Going back to our frozen example, Elsa's actions in raising her paper walls led to the hurt of her sister Anna. We know that the paper walls of others can lead to our hurt and therefore we must know that our paper walls can lead to the unintentional hurt of others. When we reflect on the hurt others have done to us, we know that whoever hurt us, mistreated us, abandoned us, lied to us, whoever they were, they had a reason, a manufactured excuse. And more often than not, they genuinely cannot see beyond that excuse. They cannot see beyond that paper wall. They have a defense for what they did, and it's frustrating. But the question we have to ask ourselves is, do we want to be like that? Do we want to be able to, do we want to be that person unable to see beyond our paper walls? When another person is hurt by us, do we want our response to be, oh, of course I responded that way, or of course I said that, or of course I lost my temper? Do we really want to be able to, un do we really want to be unable to see beyond our walls? Or instead, do we want to respond with a genuine need to apologise and see the hurt that we cause mended? It is important for anyone, but particularly for followers of Jesus, to break through the paper walls that make us small and self-centred. Because if we can't move beyond our paper walls, we can and will excuse anything and everything away. We would excuse that bad habit of ours, we could excuse away our health, our family, our peace, and even our faith is on the line. Unless we light up the lie and admit that we are wrong. Because if we can't see that we're wrong, then we'll be wrong for our entire lives. In John chapter 14, verses 6 to 7, Jesus offers a better way. Because Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. When we follow Jesus out of the darkness into the light, we see God. And the excuses begin to fall away and we have a shift in our mindset. It's where we go, I see what is wrong with my spouse, but I'm going to start with what's wrong with me. Or, I see that speck in my friend's eye, but I'm going to start with a log in my own. 
And it's where we begin by asking Jesus to expose what there is within us that needs changing. It's also with Jesus where we can forgive. Because it may seem like we have a thousand reasons not to forgive, but in choosing to follow Jesus, we learn to forgive and let go of the hurt and the bitterness. We follow the lead of Jesus by forgiving and initiating reconciliation because we are going to follow Jesus and be free to admit we're afraid, we're insecure, and we can be wrong. And it'll be a terrifying journey, but it'll also be a liberating journey. So in returning to John 8, verses 31 and 32, in holding on to and following Jesus' teachings and following him, we will know the truth, whether we like it or not. There will be moments where it is terrifying and uncomfortable, and there may be conversations that pop up that we never imagined ourselves having. But we will be free. We'll be free to follow Jesus, free to see God, free to be the spouse, parent, employer, employee, son, daughter, friend, free to be the person God has called us to be. And it seems scary, but we're not alone in that. Because as you read down through to the end of John chapter 8, as Jesus is wrapping up this conversation, the people who'd been listening to Jesus picked up stones to stone him because they didn't want to forgive. They didn't want to have to love that person. They didn't want to have to serve others. They didn't want to have to step out of their comfort zone. So they go to stone him, but Jesus slips away, only return, only to return on a later day to give up his life so that he could be the light and the life of the world who sees people freed. Jesus invites us to leave the lies behind and step into freedom with him. And in doing so, getting rid of the need to ever retreat behind paper walls ever again, because we will know the truth and we will be free. And I'm going to leave it there for this week because next week we're going to hear about how to break beyond our paper walls. Um, but please finish with me in prayer. Jesus, thank you that you are the light of the world and that we can follow you out of the darkness and into the light. As we go out into our weeks, please help us to follow you each day. Let us be eager in following you wherever you lead and let us be willing to throw away the excuses that hold us back so that we can be free. In your name we pray. Amen.